1: <laughs> hey uh going forwards never call anything
0: the bloodline project ever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean No, that's it, it you know it, you could have went with ancestry.ca. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: hello and welcome the lore boys here back with part two of the magic the gathering story on dominaria united uh i am your host ethan palmer uh, with me as always is james and peter
0: yep i was here last time on dominaria united where they tried to kick me off the plane and i needed yep. to get home because i'm a doctor
2: but then we, uh, then we kind of decided we were better united
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and for the 4D experience, uh, this is Peter. Uh, the boys actually buried me with rocks, uh, mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it was pretty cool. You got out, which kind of sucked, but whatever.
1: <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, man.
2: <laughs> I guess. Sure.
1: Okay. We crushed Pete to death. He's not on the show anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, so um, a rock tick yeah, I was
1: gonna say you can't crush <laughs> me to death. You're not a fit woman. <laughs>
2: Uh, before we oh, jump into the uh, episode, though, Pete, why don't you tell us about our new patrons?
1: Uh, shout out and a thank you to Ricky Godinez. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but uh, welcome to the party. It only gets worse from here.
2: Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, true, 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 true. It's only worse for the rest of this episode. No, that's not true. Um, so where we left the story, this is a part two reminder. Uh, the Phyrexians had played their first hand uh, on the plane of Dominaria during some peace talks uh, after Karn and company had caught a Phyrexian disguised as a bird. so Where the episode ended was they'd found the bird, they brought the bird to these people who didn't believe that the Phyrexians were on Dominaria, showed them, we got a Phyrexian bird, and then like (laughs) 12 people who were sitting at the state table turned into Phyrexians and were like, surprise, we're Phyrexians too
3: right
0: um, and they yeah, all had Frexian yeah. birds
1: yeah and they were all birds and inside <laughs> those it's like the zipper suit they like unzip <laughs> they unzip
2: yeah.
0: the body and it's just like a, <laughs> a horrible monster on the inside
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> okay i remember that how did how did everything start with dominaria united like we led up to that we followed the story of who again
2: we follow the story of Karn, Karn, Karn the, right. the silver golem who had been investigating them, knew that they were up to something, suspected that they were on Dominaria, and had tracked them down. Broke
0: through a wall. Exactly, uh, yeah. And Shieldred.
2: That's they right. didn't,
0: Okay. Didn't,
2: they didn't believe him. There were some people who did believe him. Sten, uh, this one uh, wizard, um, did believe him, told him Told him as much, uh, yeah. and basically um, was like his first ally. Uh, and Ajani believed him as well, uh, right. the Leonin.
1: Ajani uh, right. uh, saved okay. it,
2: right? Johnny saved him uh, where he was buried um then ajani took him to go talk to like the the ruling class essentially who were negotiating some other peace talks and
0: i remember and that, ajani you know. having like a white and black sword or something or he had like his he has weapon, like a, really
2: cool. he has a double-bladed like he has an axe he's like a bow staff with like a crescent axe on either end of it
0: right i Very actually cool. meant to
2: I actually meant to share a picture of I shared a picture of all the characters except for Ajani with you guys, but I can I can pull up a picture of his We Ajani. do have
0: an episode on Ajani too, if if you guys go back and look yeah. if you're interested yeah. in learning more.
1: Yeah, like uh Karn had been searching like the center of Dominaria and found that the Phyrexians had been invading through like portals he'd been searching or something.
2: The, he'd been searching the caves of Koilos. That's it. Uh, um and no, they weren't they weren't in uh, they weren't here through portals, but Shieldred the big Phyrexians they can send their bodies uh, across the plains, but all organic material is destroyed. If you're not right. a planeswalker and you try and planeswalk. Um, but because there's so much metal, they were able to rebuild themselves.
1: And that lady with- whose name I forgot is rebuilding Shieldrid, Right. She's. Yeah. Out yeah. That and lady who- came in with a bomb behind his back has, yeah. and crushed ready. her skull as well, which was very cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then she collapsed the place on him and they got away. Yeah. Uh, and then he hid. He went hid the Silex, which he had and didn't share its location with anyone because he's paranoid because now he's kind of realized that, you know, all these people in the stateroom could be Frexian, so anyone could be a right. Right, right.
0: And they, they're they like, they got away from that one big hideout. And there was like some quote where they were saying like, oh, for every one hideout you find, we have like 10 others already like set yeah. up. And by the time you find us, we're already gonna, it's too late. Give off. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the, you know, cut one head off the Hydra. Metaphor is going to going to extend throughout this episode for sure. Okay, so right. um, yeah, so there this there's kerfuffle in the treaty room. Uh, Karn, Teferi, Jota, Jaya, and Sten all get together to discuss what happens next uh, in this this giant tower. Essentially, um, during the scrap, Ajani had leapt out of a window to chase a Phyrexian, like a, a human who'd been turned Phyrexian, uh, named Aaron Capishan Ka- uh who was a complicated noble. Um he chased him across some balconies. Karn like couldn't follow essentially. Karn was just like I'm too heavy as a three ton golem to yeah k- to use the balconies, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's
1: like, you there, do you land on your feet? He's like, oh and just like whipped <laughs> him through a window. Like the <laughs> Lion Man.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um so Ajani's on his own, and Johnny leaves them. Now we have the five Karn Teferi, Jota, Giant, and Sten. Um in the in this tower and um in our Ar- Ar- Ar-Givium, Argivium, I think it uh it is called which is like the capital of of this part of the Teferi Isles um which were created after the time rift happened uh a continent was turned into like was devastated and turned into a bunch of islands mainly protected by Teferi um so they're here and Karn manages to like lock down the tower he he's got like the security shutters that just like <laughs> all slam down okay. and he uh and he's you know, got the building on lockdown. They're like, We've got we've got a bird in here somewhere that we gotta find.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep the bird in the house. Don't let the bird out of the house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Close <laughs> the
1: chimneys. Close Does the everybody have their broom. It's like, yes, we've 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 come prepared just like, yeah. <laughs> Is there like
2: a a, a net and oven mitts on, like <laughs> yeah. well, the, the, <laughs> the,
0: the well, Tennis it's rackets the, the thing for bats, yes. right? Yeah, that's, yeah, bats, that's right. it. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. I was like, "What was your family's solution?" It was like tennis yeah. rackets, and that tennis wasn't even one bat. member. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just one member of your family. There was more than yeah. one. Yeah, yeah but it was like sides.
1: multiple people from different families. Like my family too was just like, "Oh, you need a tennis racket." Just tennis racket. <laughs> yeah, <it's
2: laughs> no, back,
0: You get a tennis racket.
2: Yeah. Well, the echolocation doesn't work on because it, it's doesn't doesn't bounce bounce back at them, right? Right, oh. right. And if you're so trying to yeah.
0: if you're trying to stop someone from running a racket, you bring a bat. That's a racket, blind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <True>. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so Karn, they're in this lockdown tower. It's this is a, this is the Amogus episode where they're you know right. they're they're looking for the um they're looking for the the monster that's kind of like in the ventilation as they're they're uh, in this lockdown building, and Karn's faced with a dilemma. So Karn has an immunity to glistening oil. Uh, you guys might remember from the last episode because Venser, another planeswalker had sacrificed his Planeswalker spark to save Karn. right? And yeah. and that has protected Karn. That other spark, that second spark within him, has protected Karn from Glistening Oil and from Phyrexian completion. Compli- right. And
0: Glistening Oil, if you don't remember, is the stuff that turns you into a Phyrexian. It'll turn exactly. your flesh into metal. It yeah. uh, turns you yeah, robot person.
2: It'll make you metal. rock hard, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, he's also inorganic, uh, and it's, it's typically organic material that that gets corrupted. Um, so he's he's kind of got double protection. Um, two condoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> but Karn does realize Teferi told him after uh, Teferi arrived on Dominaria that Tamio had been compliated right? So we so Karn's like, oh, planeswalkers can be compli complicated. Yeah. Teferi and Jaya are uh, planeswalkers, Joda and Sten are just wizards, um, not not planeswalkers. Okay. But Karn realizes that this, this pseudo council that he has, these five whom whom he's trapped in this tower to find this bird, could be Phyrexians in disguise. There's no way to know, really, right? Um So everyone, especially Jaya, is really bugging him for the location of the Silex. Because they're like, hey, this is our best weapon in the in the fight against the Phyrexians. Like we need to we should know where the Silex is in case something happens to you, right? Um Karn refused refuses he's like nope i can't trust any of you he's very uh stubborn in a lot of ways where he's like best nope, not I'm. to
1: ask the paranoid guy a ton of questions about the thing <laughs> he's hiding right yeah. like,
2: <laughs> i mean you guys really maybe remember from the last episode too like he cracked the, he cracked the hole in the wall saw the tunnel recognized instantly that it was for Exians, but then pretty much instantly said like i'm the best person for this job i'm the only person who can't be corrupted yeah. and like i yeah. have to act now so like i'm the only one that can fix this problem and then that got him literally buried under a mountain of rubble while yeah. the to work, right so it was
0: it, i compared it to James Franco whatever many hours that guy 27 so, hours yes no. went out by himself and got uh stuck his arm in a rock
2: it, uh, exactly there there is like a through line here of like Karn's arrogance uh constantly kind of being being tested where he's you know he refuses to let anybody else in on stuff because he he thinks that he can just do a better job on his own yeah a,
1: you guys could never chop your arm off with a pocket knife I'm the only one qualified to do that and escape the canyon yep
2: yeah uh so yeah after the chaos or during the chaos the bird had gotten loose karn is not letting anyone leave until they've found it and killed it right it's the first thing to do split the party to cover more ground right uh so jaya and joda opt to take the (laughs) top levels karn and teferi are going to take the middle levels while sten draws the short straw and has to go solo to the basement
1: i Uh, I like the idea of like spreading out to find a bird loose in the house where it's just like okay you do you go upstairs and bonk yourself into the wall into the window a bunch of times to see if the bird is there you check (laughs) the inside of the chimney i'll go to the basement where i'm sure a fucking bird is right (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: meanwhile
0: Hmm. any of them could be a bird
2: yeah that's it yes Uh, let's see me and teferi will go to the movie theater Joda, Jaya, you guys go to the cotton candy room. Sten, you go to the aviary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
3: we,
2: we follow to ferry. They end up finding a slime trail, which had squeezed through a door to a room labeled Storage Waterworks, concerning. Um, oh, yeah. They opt not to call for backup already since they haven't found the creature yet. They just found slime. They also don't think that it's worth, they just don't think that it's worth reporting slime you know there's it's just some slime guys
1: do they do the Uh, cocaine test like the knife and then they rub it on their gums
0: it's like yeah that's glistening glistening oil it's like in bricks like wrapped in saran wrap yeah (laughs) these things are gross i didn't know they left like snail trails where they went yeah yeah. it, it
2: is like unclear if that is glistening oil or if it's just like a general slime i mean you'll remember they're like very much a hybrid of metal mechanical parts and then just like viscera and gore and it's like here's yeah, you yeah. know here's a here's a calculator with a pustule on it you know this is you know yeah <laughs> maybe toaster, we're like <laughs> kidney, like whatever
0: <laughs> the metal runs up against the flesh there's like some kind of like discharge too or uh yeah are gross things these are these Frexians man
2: yeah they've all got tetanus for sure um, <laughs>
0: I was thinking today about to someone got a tetanus shot last night at the dog park because they cut their hand on the on metal. When was the last time you guys got a tetanus shot? I have not.
2: 2015. Fucked. We were just we were just talking about this at a mutual friend's place. But I stepped oh, on a nail. So. Shit!
1: It's I really got a through for my years. hand when I was young, and then got one. I, I twenty years easy because I got I, a, I got a nail like straight through my hand.
2: Dude, you're not supposed to get them unless you like specifically like cut yourself on something like dirty. Oh, okay. Which you have.
0: Probably my tetanus,
2: so you're good. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, if I start leaving snail trails around my apartment, then I'll John. <laughs> <We'll> know. <laughs> Lockjaw on a snail trail. You're like, I think, I think Jamie's unwell. <laughs> yeah, this second round of COVID really sucks. <laughs> Lockjaw on a snail trail. That's <laughs> good. Uh,
2: so the room appears, uh, this waterworks room appears empty, but a lead's a lead, and they start searching. Um, Pretty derelict, old, dusty, unused copper pipes strewn on the shelves, except Karn finds some blood dripping from the underside of a shelf. On closer inspection, it seems as though some pipes are bleeding, which is, you gotta call, <laughs> gotta call a plumber for that. Oh, yeah. um,
0: You gotta uh, run your sink for like 30 seconds before drinking so all the blood can come out <laughs> of yeah. the pipes before yeah. the water. <laughs>
2: Uh, as, the, as the author of the story Put it, uh, a throbbing chunk of meat Had attached itself, barnacle-like To the copper. It released really? a gout of acid Dissolving the metal, and then it regurgitated A metallic barb from its side oh, um, Okay So Karn, not to be too phased, reaches out Pops the pustule between his fingers uh, As he does so Tafari calls him over, gesturing for silence There, they overhear Jaya and Joda speaking on a distant Floor, far above them uh, Questioning Karn's leadership well, like Karen,
1: echoing through the pipes
2: exactly through the okay. through the pipes through the ventilation through something
0: okay. yeah to very keep blood in your pipes or else you're gonna yeah exactly it's, it's
2: the echo yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why we keep blood in all our podcast pipes so we don't get echo on the mic Yep. um <laughs> yep To realizes however that if they can hear distant floors the phyrexians could be using the water the pipes to travel between those floors too if there's like sound right. echoing There's space which this thing could be traveling through and it squeezed between the like the seam of a door essentially already. So uh, yeah,
0: Steve Jobs drops the initial iPod into a fish tank and sees air bubbles. Frictions <laughs> can get into this. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> yeah, you need to
1: spray it with those plastic beads to keep them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh so they so they find some black oil on the corner of a vent and see that part of the metal of the vent had been transformed into an eyeball ringed with teeth with smaller eyeballs next to it blinking up at them so this thing is also like corrupting the metal of of the tower like as it goes essentially the glistening oil that it seems to be leaving behind seems to be right yeah creating sort of these pseudo phyrexians all over the place Teferi tells Karn that he trusts Karn's leadership, even if the others don't, because that's what that's what they overheard. It was Jaya and Joda basically saying, like, Karn should tell us where the where the Silex is.
0: That's what I um, would say if I was next to a 500-pound golem who was pretty yeah, right? pissed off too yeah. right. I, hey, <laughs> <No>, I trust him. <laughs> we're you. good, though, right? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karn decides not to trust Teferi with the location of the Silex, but instead he gives him a false location. So he says it's in uh, Timbuktu, or whatever. Right. uh when it's not a
1: fake place <laughs> exactly no. it's in
2: it's in four knocks baby <laughs> um so they hear some skittering of metal and metal in some pipes and karn does some quick mental math triangulation realizes that they need to go downstairs to the second floor how he does that i'm not entirely sure but
1: he's a metal golem whatever he's it's got math yeah. powers too
2: he's yeah. a metal math goal uh <laughs> with the power of math don't do math yeah. kids.
1: He's, he's got his math core like in his yeah. chest
2: that keeps him alive <laughs> Every now and then he's got to write down like two plus two in crayon on his chest He's just like a little post-it note thing. He's just like tear it. he's got to like do a little equation, then tear the post-it note off.
1: There. Somebody yeah. looks at it like five plus five. he's like, "No, it's from my perspective."
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two plus two equals core. Yeah, because he does write the numbers
2: he does, the, he does write the numbers like digital, right? So, he does, yeah, he does, exactly. so yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Um. So they're they're descending the stairs, heading down to the second floor where they realize the creature is. But as they are descending, they hear a shout echoing down from above. They they realize Joda is in trouble. They see they sprint upstairs in time to see Joda flinging the Phyrexian off of himself. Uh, here's a quote. Karn located Joda and Jaya on the fourth floor in a small office located off the main corridor. Joda flung the squid-like Phyrexian off of him, and it splatted into a wall. Jaya pressed her hands together and blasted it with white-hot flame, and the creature split into halves, avoiding the fire. Each half sprouted multiple multi-jointed legs from its gory sides. Hungry mouths bloomed along its carapace, ringed in tiny, razor-sharp teeth. Jaya parted her hands, dividing her flame to pursue each half. The creature split again. This time into four small chittering beasts with dozens of legs growing from central gobs of flesh, twined around with cables. The creatures scattered, each going in a different direction. Uh, so this is kind of what I was saying before. Like we have a we have a trouble with tr- trouble with tribbles. Is that the Star Trek episode where they, it's just like multiplying constantly
1: oh, with the, the the stuffed animal thing? The, the, yeah, the, exactly. The fluff. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Uh, so Karn stomps one. Jaya roasts another of these four, which have split, but ultimately two of them. Uh, do escape and they just squeeze into the cracks in like the stone tile of the floor which is like hard to stop them at that rate right mm-hmm. um so stand and Teferi arrive behind karn and they realize that if the creature can split like that there's no telling how many there are even in the building right now if they have to go up like karn had just heard one downstairs and was like we got to go downstairs and then there was one attacking joda upstairs so it's like right. we don't know how many there are we don't know where they are we we're kind of we're surrounded they're they're among us <laughs>
1: Teferi gets oh. back inside he's like it made Like a banana and split and everybody Just like stares at him he's like sorry I've been sitting on that one For hours
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was a pretty slick one are you sure you're Not infected with glistening oil uh, <laughs> So They grab Some goo from the piece that Karn had stopped They grab some like Phyrexian I guess Phyrexian flesh um, And Joda and Karn together Create some compasses which Can track the creature so it's like a little little gob of phyrexian goo in the center on your little like needle in a cork bob- bobbing essentially yeah yeah, yeah, essentially. yeah. yeah i just oh, just right.
1: rub it against a magnet and put it in a glass of water yeah. like it's a neat
0: science experiment yeah.
1: <laughs> it just points towards phyrexians
0: yeah by how gross everything's been up to this point i thought a compass might actually just be come and piss but
2: yeah. <laughs> a compass yeah um yeah, so, Karn's so uh, like, for, well,
1: I can't do it. You two, you guys need to do it for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
2: a Phyrexian compass. Um, right. <laughs> so <laughs> they were they managed to work together, and they they kind of create this like pseudo compass that should be able to track it in theory. Um, we'll find out in a little bit that it has some flaws. But uh, Karn doesn't stop there, though. He creates a small scrying disc, uh, and he it, like essentially a little little pocket mirror which he can use to spy on people and things, which. Hmm surprisingly like doesn't previously exist in this world like it's (laughs) like scrying is already not a thing i guess but but karn like invents it and it's like he keeps it hidden from like jaya in that moment for a reason which i couldn't really figure out why ultimately either he would keep the scrying thing hidden from people um but it's like just a simple little disc while he does that though he he thinks of a johnny wishing that the the Leonin was like here with them. He's like, "Oh, oh boy, while well, I'm working on my stuff." And he like he literally like goes into a corner and like turns his back to everyone and just like works on his little his little uh his little pocket calculator. I know he's a uh, good
1: guy, but like if I was part of this squad, I wouldn't fucking trust him either.
2: Yeah. He, I mean, there's, he's
1: there's just... he's not telling anyone anything. He's just like is it's like There's he's keeping secrets from everybody. He's hiding this thing. He's making out of monster parts. Yeah, it's it's just like no, no, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) So this he didn't make from the Phyrexian parts. It was just the compass, the scrying thing. He could just like do, I guess. Um, Yeah, but he thinks of a Johnny, and while he does that, a Johnny like materializes on the on the scrying disc. He sees an image of a Johnny fighting against a Phyrexian at first, but then the image kind of stutters. And there's no Phyrexian, but he just sees a, a, a person, a Capetian a knight that Johnny is just kind of speaking calmly with. Um, we can Whoa. kind of infer that, like, that knight is probably a Phyrexian in disguise. And this oh, screen yeah. glass, which he's created, has inadvertently given him the ability to kind of determine if people are Phyrexians or not.
1: There's cool. that movie with the sunglasses where the guy can see if people are aliens or not. I oh, wish. yeah,
2: they're um, i almost said among us they're they're here uh, and that's
0: the same thing where he says obey on all the yeah all the yeah, yeah and everything he sees through the propaganda you know
2: they live they live that's it yeah, i've, I've, I've never yeah.
1: seen it but yeah the, so his, anyway. his scrying disc is is very much the sunglasses from that. Movie.
2: exactly yeah yeah and it, it's it's just like he sees like a johnny fighting the phyrexian and then like it stutters and he realizes that it's like it just can't focus on phyrexians the scrying glass for whatever reason
0: it's interesting that they were fighting at first rather than just talking uh, yeah. Or kissing, yeah. which I would have thought they would be doing. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Maybe a Johnny's a freak. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's people who are freaks for a Johnny. Does a Johnny kiss
0: cops? I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. You guys <laughs> started talking about a Johnny kissing and my cat ran across the room. She's <laughs> into it. Uh, well, <laughs> She's a freak, man. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's okay if she is, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Amy's cat loves cops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, So they split back up. They, they, uh, Karn opts to take the basement this time um, by himself uh, just as Sten foreshadows for us by saying, that room is disconcerting there's so much noise from the boilers that you'd never be able to hear something sneaking up on you
1: Karn will take Scooby with him don't worry about it
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: hopefully they don't run into a uh, three foot tall sandwich on the way uh, <laughs> Yeah, just like in one bite,
1: Karn the whole thing toothpick yeah. included <laughs>
2: Uh it doesn't take long before they group back up however though uh, they keep splitting up during like this story and like just instantly keep like within two paragraphs like just like oh we got to meet back up basically um it's it's Joda that ends up finding karn in the basement first um over kind of this this rock is the end of everything Joda kind of over up, a
1: toppled over 3 foot sandwich eating it like an animal
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> hand uh, over fist <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> just a chick uh, a chicken sandwich some kind of bird meat in there I'm not sure uh, <laughs> just like a <laughs> bunch of wires sticking out of his mouth. this, like, like half bitten off for horror and <laughs> <slices> of bread. <laughs> so mean, you don't have to worry.
0: Uh, uh, people, instead of like adding electric shock, like, yeah, instead of adding hot sauce for the thrill on your food, you have electric shocks. You or know, just yeah, batteries, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, no, it enhances the taste. I like it yeah. better like this, I swear.
2: <laughs> Battery soup is great. It really clears my sinuses. He doesn't even have a nose. Like.
0: <laughs> Battery uh, soup. <laughs> yeah. I, I made oh. a toaster soup in the bath one time. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, Joda, Joda come to find them, followed shortly after by and Den because they all realizes that the compasses don't work. Uh they need to be recalibrated, refigured somehow. Um Joda does notice while he, as he begins to work though, he notices this cut along Jaya's arm. Like this, Ooh. this huge cut bleeding a lot.
1: Oh, it's just zombo bite sh- that's being hidden from the group.
2: Yeah, as, as, essentially. That's like she's being super cagey about it. And she's like, and like Joda's like, why did you tell us that, like, you got you got cut or whatever yeah it's like it doesn't matter i was just like walking and like scrape my arm on something you know it's not it's not a big deal guys she's
0: like i already had my tetanus shot in the last 10 years okay yeah, i don't exactly. need another
2: one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my vaccine passport's at home and we're locked in the tower <laughs> oh, uh, fair,
1: oh, oh okay, good enough for me <laughs>
2: Um. So obviously, Joda is, is skeptical, asking, "What if she had been infected by glistening oil?" She's like, "I'm not." He's like, "You wouldn't know if you were." <laughs> like, that, yeah, it, kind takes, of this. it
1: takes ten days to show symptoms, frankly. So okay. yeah, exactly. Just uh, stay
2: home. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is quarantining technically. Um. <laughs> so she's super cagey about it, but the Inquisition is interrupted as a commotion sounds from upstairs. The last member who hasn't rejoined the group to ferry. Um. Is, you know, hears something up. Or there, there's something some noise upstairs just kind of as um they realize that Teferi's not with them. Jai and Sen go to investigate, quickly do run into Teferi, but uh Karn and J- Joda stay behind to work on the compasses. Okay. All right. Uh as they're working, Karn realizes, you know. Like they, they have they do have this kind of heart to heart where um they've been kind of butting heads for a long time. Joda is like as old as Karn pretty much. Uh much older than Than uh, any of the other ones here again joda is immortal. uh karn is also immortal as a golem but they both kind of like were around in urza's time like karn was created by urza right um so they they both kind of have this like realization that uh or this like mutual respect and karn says like yeah you know you and if you were actually a phyrexian i don't think you'd be such an asshole you know still you'd probably be like trying to sweet talk me or whatever but joda's just still being like really really um mean i guess um so Karn goes ahead and reveals to him another false location of the silex. This time, you know, it's in it's in London Gatwick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right after he does so, so right after he tells him the location of the silex, the walls explode with Frexian monstrosities. And oh. I have an, I have another quote for you guys here. Creatures flung themselves at Karn and Joda, cables outstretched, outstretched and mouth seeking. Joda attempted to ready his magic, but the light around his hand was dim, flickering. He had exhausted himself from portaling them to the tower, then again from creating the locators. A half dozen more creatures launched themselves at Joda, wet and fluttering. Karn adjusted his stance to defend Joda. He seized a creature from the air and ripped it in half. He flung it outward at the other creatures. He swiped another from the air, but there were too many. Some got through. Joda seared one with a blast of pale light, then fell to his knees in exhaustion. Creatures had started to climb up his body, their probing mouths searching for his skin. Even though Karn's instinct cried out for him to watch the walls, he turned to Joda. He peeled off the creatures, ripping clinging test- tentacles in the process, and flung them aside. The disconnected tentacles bound to Joda in clots. The clusters began to grow sucking mouths. Flame roared through the room. The roar deafened Karn. Heat rushed through the room, sterilizing it, and poured over his body in sheets. It felt pleasant, warm, and ticklish. The flames poured forward and licked at Joda gently. The creatures lodged on his body bubbled. Karn reached forward and this time was able to remove the remaining clinging creatures one at a time. The limbs drooped free. He pulled the rest from Joda's prone body, then turned to face their rescuer, Jaya. Her fire centered around her white white hot and illuminated her face. Its light cast the lines worn into her skin into relief, and the heat rippling the air caused her white hair to lash around her. Her eyes reflected the firelight. She smiled, her lips tight. Stan ran into the room. Jaya's blast wrapped around him, not touching him, but repelling his Phyrexian attackers. He stabbed a small creature, crab skittering around the floor, pinning it. It writhed, legs outstretched and twisting, and he used a dagger to bisect it. So, right. there's an attack.
0: Hear me out, though. Mm-hmm. We got these suckling mouths. Everything feels mm-hmm. warm, comfortable, and tingly. Uh, a, little ticklish, if- a little ticklish, but playful. A ticklish, playful. I'll let you guys do the mental math there, but I, I think that that, that these Frexes might not be so bad. Maybe one or two to have around. <laughs> it could be okay.
2: One second. Let me consult the post-it notes on my chest to do this math here and then get back to it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: some glistening KY jelly, and we're good to go, you know? Ew.
2: <laughs> I am... I'm sure we have said enough we Phyrexi- I'm sure we have called Frexians dummy Mommies before, so... I, yeah, I, we
1: called the Dominaria the, Mominaria United, baby. Yeah. Yep. It goth mommy,
2: and Dommy, So it's. Oh, there it's, you go. There <laughs> it is. There <laughs> it is established is. Loreboy's canon that. And Jamie, pull up our are.
0: own clip that we can't even fucking remember. <laughs> uh, I, I remember <laughs> the Dommy mommy from <laughs> Battletoads, but that was the only one I remembered.
2: Okay. Yeah. There yeah. you
0: go. Oh, her too. Yeah. The sorceress. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. They managed to repel this attack. Uh and I, I was mistaken before, sorry, Teferi was with them last time. Then now they realize that Teferi's not with them. Um so they kind of they kind of like, oh shit, that's that's not good. There's a bunch of Phyrexians running around and Teferi's on his own. Sten remains with Joda while K- Karn and Jaya set out to find Teferi, because uh Joda is still just completely completely wiped out from all the magic that he's done. He he ain't got none left, basically. Right. right. Uh as Karn is climbing with Jaya. It does complement her pyromancy and its ability to destroy Phyrexians, which does seem to be true. Like every instance, it's like, oh, they, you know, they they smush one and it splits into, or they they stab one and it, you know, it it divides. The fire does seem to like shut them down. Like when in, when she blasts them with fire and then someone stabs it, then it just dies, kind of thing.
0: That's the solution in the Twelve uh Labors of Hercules for the Hydra as well. Is his friend uh would cauterize afterward after cutting off the heads uh there you go
1: yeah yeah oh So I the mean, cartoon
0: it's... lied to me he crushed it with rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i've been listening to a bunch of like just that type of stuff to fall asleep like uh old myths and stuff and oh, the fun. 12 cool. flavors yeah. of hercules is something that i was like thinking maybe to do an episode on and it's funny oh,
2: that i'd be dope be as great. hell dude yeah. i super into that
0: cool uh, next
1: week I'm baby just guess, <laughs> guess now in the loser That's channel
2: it. for the Patriots. <laughs> throw, throw this episode out jamie go ahead hit us with more of the 12 missing <laughs> i'm done talking okay i'm just listening um so karn's telling her like hey good job with your pyromancy i noticed it's really good at killing phyrexians that makes you like super trustworthy i'm gonna tell you where the silex is baby don't you worry about it obviously uh it's another fake location this time it's in a place called." suck the, which I, I thought was just too great too great a name to make up a, a real real life one for it. suck suckata <laughs> suck, at a, suck at a champ.
1: <laughs> hey, if you're out there, suck at us. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, uh, as they're, they're walking and talking, they hear a shout from Teferi above, and they take off running. Uh, I have another quote for you guys here. They found Teferi pinned to the floor by a Phyrexian monstrosity that loomed over him like a hungry spider. Blood soaked his robes from a slash in his gut. Karn tore the creature from Teferi's body, even though its claws, hooked into his flesh, took muscle with it. He slammed it against the wall, pulverizing it. Jaya ran into the room. Get down. Karn pivoted and hunched his body over Teferi to protect him. Jaya bathed the room in fire. Phyrexian monstrosities, dozens of them too, too many, screeched in agony. The cries died in despairing bubbling into whimpering, then silence. The flames roasted Karn's back, scorching the blood and guts onto his metal body. Um, so th- they managed to save uh, uh, Teferi for now Which is a what good a thing
1: Quotes doing work in that save thing Where it's just like <laughs> oh, quick! It's oh Of course it's like no you have to break off the Phyrexian And push it the opposite <laughs> way Like the way yeah, it went exactly. in right Otherwise <laughs> it's going to do way more damage <laughs> You need one of
2: those twisters You got to like twist it around you know To make yeah. sure that you pull, you pry the head out And you're not yeah. cutting it off inside you the body You need tweezers
1: yeah. to make sure you don't get Lyme disease From the <laughs> fucking glistening oil Yeah
2: <laughs> um yeah so they do manage to save him but he's he's gravely gravely injured um and they kind of realize like oh it's it's getting pretty dire we probably probably need to get this guy some help huh um He, he
1: needs to get to the hospital quickly throw him out the window
2: yeah exactly so they're kind of they're kind of getting a little frustrated but Karn at this point um sees some old copper wiring in the wall and realizes that it has been infected with but like by the phyrexians so they're they've essentially like so disappointed yeah right <laughs> uh they, they ruined that that's perfectly good copper wire that they ruined
0: um
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean the methods would still just like bundle it up and keep it in their their house right so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. doesn't matter if this metal has a mouth like can you <laughs> include it in the weight <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but he, what what, what karn realizes that uh like if they've permeated the wires they're essentially like turn this whole building into one big phyrexian at this point would it be like
1: a hive or would it like get up at some point like how does this no
2: it's more just like it's more just like it it could like spawn monstrosities off of it turn other metal into stuff it's more like a nervous system than like uh like it doesn't necessarily have like muscle although it could there there are phyrexian Big Frexians, which we'll get to in a, in a, by the end of this episode. It's just like uh, a I'm
0: gingerbread cool. man living in a gingerbread house. It's Frexians in a big old Frexian yeah, building. Exactly. You know, that, Car that noticed plastic. the copper wire taste of ginger and a yeah. candy cane's glued to it
1: with frosting, and he knew yeah. they'd been doomed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like those swirly candies with like the red and white, but they're like gut gashing, yeah, yeah so like that, yeah, exactly. teeth in the middle. The, and... the peppermint disc, like just yeah. like <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and and come drop buttons, right. Um, So So
0: something (laughs) you can draw is a gingerbread house that also is kind of grotesque. I've got a few ideas already. That is pretty good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um. So they realize that the um realizes that this old copper wiring all goes to a power stone, which keeps the lights on, and is is going to be if you know if these copper wires are the nervous system, then this power stone is Is the the brain, is the Boyne for sure, the mother (laughs) Boyne. Uh. So I have a longer quote for you guys now. In the uppermost chamber, the Power Stone's glow dominated the claustrophobic space, shining directly down into the central pedestal's control panel and filling the small circular room with its sickly yellow light. The arched windows ringing the room were still tightly shuttered with steel. Karn wished he could open one and feel the night's cool air on his body. He found a metal access panel and popped it open. The Power Stone seemed integrated into a wire nest, which no doubt connected to the lockdown system, the boiler room, the vents, and everything else in the tower. Sten pressed himself close to the panel to look. It's worse than I thought. Karn glanced at Sten. He had told each planeswalker a false location for the Silex, but he had not yet tested Sten. He spoke, low enough that the others would not hear. I need to confine the Silex's location. If I am damaged and cannot reach it, the knowledge cannot be lost. I understand, Sten said, solemn. He did not seem at all perturbed. His focus lay on the wires in the walls. Should that happen, Karn said, you are to determine which among the planeswalkers you can trust so that the Silex can be brought to New Phyrexia in order to destroy the Phyrexians at their center. I hesitate to ask this, as it would involve asking a planeswalker to sacrifice themselves to repair my mistake. It would be an immense responsibility, Sten said. Karn pretended reluctance, then spoke. I concealed it in the ruins of Trocare on Sarpedia. That's all I needed, Sten said. His voice, a sudden hiss, sounded horribly familiar. Sten threw, threw his robes from his shoulders. Surgery lines, previously invisible, deepened in his skin. The buttons on his shirt popped free as his chest seemed to swell and swell, only to burst, butterflying open, ribs splayed. Iron cords poured from his torso's cavity rather than intestines, weeping mucus and blood. His face, before all this horror, seemed ecstatic, as if he had finally found his purpose and fulfilled it. He raised his head, his eyes focused upward, his lips moving as if in prayer. Hand-like claws emerged from his eyes and reached around his skull to grip it. Jeez, his, metallic
3: oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> his metallic intestines slithered across the floor, hooking into the Thran power stone, and his entire body stiffened. The Power Stone's light throbbed, then dim, as Stem consumed, consumed its energy. His mouth gaped, frozen in a voiceless whisper. He had converted his entire body into an antenna, Karn realized it, and transmitted his hard-worn knowledge back to Sjoldred, confiding in her the Silex's location, its false location.
0: Good you know what like this guy couldn't keep a poker face for 30 more seconds he had to just go (laughs) and turn himself into the fucking satellite dish that you find on the top of your tv you know like (laughs) if if you just waited a little longer went to a secret place you know like you could just keep karn in the dark but instead you just like blow your cover like he could have been useful for longer i feel like but yeah yeah, it's it's basically like karn turned him was like If you're a cop, you need to
1: tell me, and he just pulls out a gun immediately. Imagine a spy
0: like overseas, right? They finally get the info they need, and they're like, Haha, that's exactly what I needed to know, and then like runs out of the room or something. Vladimir Putin's hands
1: come out of his eyes and peel back his face to reveal it's also Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I think it speaks to like the Phyrexian's lack of self preservation, right? Where like and they're he hubris was, as well. They,
1: yeah.
2: They're cubish and also they're they're how like how this works. So they have these sleeper agents who don't seem to know that they're sleeper agents. Like Sten probably did not know that he was a sleeper agent until the Manchurian candidate code phrase was spoken, right? Yeah. So yeah. like this this happens, and I'm sure Shildred's instructions were like, No, don't dick around. If you have yeah. the location of the Silex, that's the only thing you're good for to me. Yeah. So like just just tell me uh like just tell me right away that that's got to be your your primary focus yeah. and he was also like at the power stone they just was kind of like conveniently like this is right where we need to be whereas like if everyone's like cool done with or like if carton had like destroyed the power stone or like removed it or something maybe it would really have got harder um, And
0: that, that, that they have to act like Sten until they hear the secret word pineapple or whatever and then they they exactly. just like break out of it immediately and yeah exactly and this it's is
2: like, like like it it kind of says in the um in the quote, like he had finally found his purpose and fulfilled it, like this is ecstasy for him. This is all like that. Forexian has ever wanted to do was like antenna. It's you know, true. He, he, yeah. so, sometimes he got a nut, you know. Sometimes <laughs> he just can't wait.
0: Had a computer orgasm. I wonder what that, that <laughs> would
2: be like. we're <laughs> <laughs> up? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, what happens to Sten? I guess we'll find out after the break.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people
2: today. Stop him, Teferi grunted. He clutched at his gut wound and his eyes brightened with anger. Don't let him. Jaya lunged forward, her hands outthrust. Fire blazed. Sten did not spare her a glance. His bloody wires reared up from the ground, debris sticking to their gore and wrapped themselves around her like anacondas, binding her hands and pinning them to her sides. Jaya, unable to use her magic without searing herself, struggled against Sten to free her hands, but she couldn't breathe. Her face blued. Karn charged toward her. Fast as he tore fibers away from her body, More writhed into place. Small, tight lines threaded themselves between his fingers, defying him. Jaya's eyes seemed so wide, so panicked. Teferi sat up and readied his magic, but his spell, cast in such a weakened state, did little more than flicker into a nebulous blue haze before fading. Teferi moaned and sagged back onto the floor, the blood soaking his garments deepened in color as it wicked through the cloth. Joda ran to Teferi's side, muttering a healing spell under his breath. We have to get out of here, Joda shouted. Karn agreed. The control panel had a straightforward layout. He inserted the keys then had given him into the pedestal. He opened up a metal lid, then flipped the toggle. The steel shutters jolted upward, the chain within the walls rattled, and gears ground. Cool night air poured into the tower, but along with that fresh air came noises, gibbering and shrieks from the city below. Karn could not free Jaya from the cables writhing around her, so he turned. He dismembered Sten. No, not Sten, the Phyrexian who had killed Sten, who had complicated him and taken his place with efficiency. He tried not to think about his actions. He removed bones from sockets and tossed the pieces aside, as easily as stripping a chicken at a banquet. <laughs> Jaya, Jaya inhaled her breath of rasp that carried through the dark, then blasted not Sten with a gout of scarlet flame. The fire poured over Karn and sizzled, sizzled across not Sten's flesh, frying his organic components the Phyrexian sagged to the floor, a collection of blackened metal and crisp organics. Jota looked up at Jaya, his hands outstretched over Fairy's stomach. "I'm too exhausted to heal him. I can keep him from bleeding out, but that's about it." We need help.
1: Can cards so, control metal? Is it not easier to like do something with that to instead of like manually ripping it apart, like wine chicken?
2: My I assumption. Like, my assumption like is I like, like not dark Fre- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you got it in there. I'm happy for you. <laughs> 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 the thigh of the Phyrexian is cheaper, and honestly, I prefer it. Yeah, uh,
1: and you can reuse the bones for broth. <laughs> yep, yep,
2: yep. Yeah. Um, my assumption is that like Karn can't control Phyrexian metal, right? Okay. Like okay. if it's been yeah. it's been infected, so it's like half organic, and you can't you know control organic. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, magical, it's like um, magnets doesn't work. Does magnets work on all metal? No, yeah. right?
2: Does ma- oh magnets? No, definitely not. Doesn't work on no, copper, no. for example.
0: Doesn't work on oh, gold. gold.
2: But okay. if you take a if you have a copper tube and you drop a magnet down the copper tube, it'll oh, fall slow. super super slow.
0: Yeah. Remember that. Because Ooh.
2: of Led's law? I'm not sure. Faraday's law? I don't know. It, oh, a crunch at us. A crunch at us at the co- in the comments, I guess. A little what was it? What did you say earlier? Suck at us? I don't know.
0: Suck at that. us. Suck our copper tube and call us Sally. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure. <laughs> 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 um I guess. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so <laughs> they realized that they need some help and you guys might not remember but last episode, Johnny gave Karn just the thing he would need to get help. A gun! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Karn had never thought of it himself.
0: <laughs> what was it? That now what,
2: it was- what was it? Hmm. Oh. I was just going to say it, but now if you guys want to guess, yeah. I always love this guessing was it game.
1: parts of the Mirari? I can't remember at all. No. Parts oh. of the Mirari with... is...
2: The Karn had turned the Mirari into something called oh, Memnark, which yeah, went it. crazy and, uh, and like kicked off the new Phyrexian invasion because it yeah, like yeah, yeah, right. dabbled in, in glistening oil. That's why um, when yep. he said earlier, when he was talking uh, from that quote, when he said, oh, I need somebody to like sacrifice themselves, uh, which would be rough because it was my mistake. Like, and that, that yeah. probably ties really closely to karn's arrogance here too or his need to fix this is like he feels ultimately responsible because he had a jar of glistening oil then created a sentient machine to play with it essentially while he was gone so right
0: yeah i thought i had it but i'm getting it mixed up with like a game that i played recently i thought it was like a a thing uh, like a flask of borrowed time or something like that but it wasn't quite that it wasn't
2: quite that yeah Yeah. Um, No, Karn Karn uses the amulet that Ajani had given him to summon the Weatherlight. Did that thump come from upstairs, Jimbo?
0: Someone, yeah, something fell up there. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Um,
2: No, so uh, Ajani had given Karn an amulet which can summon the Weatherlight, which is an arcane skyship used by Dominaria's resident Justice League to defend the plane. So it's kind of like... Oh, the the
1: gate watch thing.
2: It's not the Gatewatch, the Gatewatch, the Gatewatch are planeswalkers who defend like all the planes from Nicol Boles and other threats. OK, this is like specific to Dominaria, like the Weatherlight like, doesn't leave Dominaria. So it's like uh, Dominaria's. Okay. I'm sure there there is a Darnell. Let us know what the parallel like the Justice League is for Earth, who are the ones who protect the galaxy, because I'm sure there's I think it's the-, the Lantern
0: Corps. Yeah, it is the Lanterns going in the sky. Aren't I always see them in space
2: yeah i mean i'm gonna guess there's like a like a another matchup that's like the best of the lantern Corps, and then also right, like yeah. S- space batman and space superman
0: what else um, can we say to be frustratingly ing- you ignorant about a, could you imagine like
2: <laughs> an alien superman how cool is yeah that really be? Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> superman is american i will have you know. yeah. yeah and he has British no Canadian. he has no weaknesses he doesn't even have a kryptonite <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if i go crazy
2: babe <laughs> um so they do it they uh karn uses this this amulet summons the the weather light the weather light you know sky hooks them out from from the dark night uh that oh, thing yeah yeah they managed they managed to get out essentially
1: fulton system i think it's called
2: sure sure um they, you know, when they're there, they're speaking with the crew of the Weatherlight and they kind of devise a plan. Karn realizes that trying to stop the Phyrexians from spreading is useless. The city of Ar- Ar-Givia, Argivia that they had just left behind was sure to fall. Again, like they were trapped in this building with like the shutters drawn this whole time. So sure that they contain the, the infection and they like opened the shutters. And then, you know, there's these sounds of shrieks from the city below. Like it was clearly already popping off down there. They just didn't realize it. I I mean I like to think my lower boys canon here is that like, the way that creature was able to spread through that building so effectively was that it already had, you know, yeah. oh, like yeah, all those lines yeah. and everything was like already spread through. It was just like now that it's popped off, it's like more <laughs> they're, noticeable.
0: They're out of the flame and into the frying pan now, right? And the frying pan's <laughs> yeah. got eyes, got <laughs> yeah. eyes and mouths <laughs> all over it. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, an eye, and an eye and a mouth and a mouth and an eye and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cast iron
1: pan fucking bit me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> you better get your tetanus shot then. Oh uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> um so so he realizes like they won't be able to stop the Phyrexians across the face of Dominarian if they're already too too um rooted in, you know, the infection spread too far. Um and he does also know he he'd fought Phyrexians before in the the first time this happened, right? He does also know like their strategies often divide and conquer, also. Um so he's like the only way we have a chance is if we can convince the phyrexians to come to us like for them to center all their attacks on like one space where we are and we have to draw them out to do that so there's three things on dominaria that the phyrexians want more than anything else they want the silex obviously they want uh, an ancient Thran workshop which had built the weather light known as the mana rig so there's this place called called the mana rig which is a thran workshop which can build like flying ships and all these other mechanical (laughs) wonders like not seen throughout the rest of the universe
1: fantastic name for a magic shipyard love it yeah yeah. Uh,
2: and the third one is karn himself uh he's uh you know immune to the uh to the infection and the phyrexians that probably flummoxes them a little bit you know he was part of the people who had defeated them in in the last one uh and (laughs) you know in the last invasion, I, I should say,
0: it's not really a joke, but I just like Flummox Phyrexians as a title. <laughs> <laughs> All of them on the list. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How many X's in Flummox? Does it two?
2: I want to say one, two M's, one X.
1: Okay, Hear that out after the show. Yep. Sure,
2: sure. Um, so he's like, okay, we'll split up again, we'll gather allies, and we'll draw everyone back to the mana rig because, like, obviously, he can move the Silex, he can move himself. But he can't move the mana rig. Um, And he'll make their stand there. Karn reveals his scrying glass to everyone uh, and lets everyone know that it doesn't work on Phyrexians. So he's like, if I call and you don't pick up the phone, I'm... That's where the other
1: thing is, dude. It's just like, here's a thing that doesn't work. I have revealed my secrets (laughs) to you. Like, (laughs) come on, (laughs) fuck, it's time.
2: (laughs) No, it does work because it it works in not working because he realizes that he can... If if I call you and you don't pick up the phone, I'm going to shoot on sight. Because if it doesn't work to cry on you, that means you're complicated, essentially, right?
0: right? Right. Leave your ringers on, please. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) The bane of my life is my wife and her always having her phone on silent. So
0: I'm I'm the same way. Always on silent, man.
2: yeah I, I was for a long time. Then I got married. We had a kid, and I was like, it's really inconvenient sometimes when people can't reach me now. You know, <laughs> yeah. my, my my priorities and my responsibilities change. I don't blame you, single yeah. guy living in the city. If I have your phone on silent, right? But
0: but my dang wife, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old
2: bone and chain. uh Don't worry, I had my tetanus for the medical wounds. Um, <laughs> um so they decide to they decide to split up right karn and teferi decide they're gonna head straight to the mana rig and they're gonna begin to prepare the defenses there uh joda heads to the elves of yavimaya 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 uh and jaya who whom we're gonna follow right now decides to head to find Danatha capeshan the daughter of Aaron capeshan the leader of clan capeshan um the Kapesh- on planet Capeshin, <laughs> Kapesh- <laughs> yeah that's a lot of Capeshians. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so Aaron capession is the phyrexian whom a johnny had chased out the window at the beginning of, of oh of okay. Of okay so that's, okay. that's the the person who went out the vaguely Kapesh- rem-
0: have we talked about it before because i vaguely remember making a capacity joke like Capesh, um, you get it? No,
2: it's very possible. So, okay. the capetian House of Benalia, the the kingdom. I guess it has all these different royal houses.
1: Oh, yeah, of Benalia, that we definitely
2: yeah. talked about this. Yeah, the Capeshan the House specifically is an ancient house of warriors, once chosen by Urza to become part of his bloodline project. Which super unfortunate '90s magic writers that <laughs> this is the angle you went with. Uh, but <laughs> hey, uh,
1: going forwards, never call anything the Bloodline Project ever You
0: know, it, you could have went with Ancestry.ca yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those, it's very interesting
2: yeah. Well then you're part of the Bloodline Project no. um, God Damn it! So the Bloodline Project was, true to its name, a large project of genetic engineering set up to create perfect warriors to fight the first Phyrexian invasion so okay. this okay. this house, the Capetian house, was literally eugenics to to fight for Exians, essentially. Right. Uh, so, yeah. so they're like, those are probably valuable allies, right? Um,
1: that's not the worst reason to do eugenics.
2: Sorry. No, sure, sure. Let's not start sending eugenics on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i know yeah, yeah. That, and like, that and like that and getting like good good evs in your pokemon i think are the only two good is <laughs> yeah. robot invasion and yeah. an okay shiny charizard i think yeah, are the yeah, that's two it.
0: good reasons to do that yeah Karn, there's certain
2: moves that you want to breathe breathe into right so
1: karn's
0: karn's like good at math and there's like big infinities and small infinities right but like getting into arguing which ones are good or versus bad <laughs> or like which ones are big versus small have very little like applications to the real world. And the same with good versus bad eugenics. I don't think we should be arguing about it because I don't think we should be applying it to whatever, you know? So, Well, Jamie, I'm not about to breed you into a perfect machine warrior, so don't worry about it. Dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could convince anyone to breed with me, I wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay so so pete pete took the pete took the right he said uh there's some good eugenics uh, pete said centrism uh he said let's not argue about it all that i'll go on record complete the circuit say eugenics bad there you go uh, <laughs> that's <throws angry laughs> the
1: three of us i thought, the trinity trinity is complete. Bad. I,
3: thought
2: I said eugenics i'm putting bad. words in your mouth don't you worry about it
1: <laughs>
2: <Okay>.
1: <laughs> we've read the perfect soldier to put words in his mouth well, uh,
2: yeah i i uh, over over a gosh, 28 or 26 year friendship with Jamie have bred him into the perfect rube at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude. Uh, by the way, who's the first guy named Eugene who fucking made this shit all up, right? You must have. Is that guy, why dude. you think it is? <laughs> it's
2: just some, like pale, like overbite. Like that's what I pictured. I think of Eugene, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh yeah, well, you would be a or something
1: yeah. like that, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Um, So Jaya heads to the camp to find Danitha Capessian, who's the daughter of Aaron Capessian, the the new Phyrexian, uh, because Danitha, with her father being a Phyrexian, is going to be the de facto leader of the Capessians now, right?
1: Right. Assuming Um, she's not a Phyrexian.
2: Assuming she hasn't been complicated. Exactly. Um, Ajani is at the Capessian camp whenever she arrives. He had the same thought. Hey, the Capessians are going to be good allies to have in this fight. Um, There are some other allies from across the plane with Ajani or some like Elvish archers, uh, the War elves, uh, and some other people kind of like like the Frexian invasion has kicked off across the plain, so there's kind of like people just you know they're, they're doing the zombie thing where they' they're forming their little bastions while the... And uh, they have, like sleeper, well,
1: but they have like sleeper agents like everywhere in every settlement, yeah. like every like camp of like dirt farming like cavemen all the way up to like the actual pol- like politicians within the tower, right
2: yeah, so you'll remember when Karn scried on a Johnny, he was talking to a Capetian knight. Who right. was the who was yes. the Frexian, and it, it showed him like kind of fighting him. So like yeah. they were they were speaking calmly, but that one either popped off at one point and Johnny killed him, or is still sitting in the camp undetected, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Johnny's at the camp, and Jaya goes says like, "Hey, cool, you got you guys have been gathering forces. That's great. We're doing the same thing, doing it at the mana right? We got a plan. It's gonna work great." Danatha lets Jaya know she can't commit the Compession fighters. Uh, until they have rescued their patriarch, Aaron. She's like, I gotta rescue my dad. First. I gotta use my my warriors designed to fight Phyrexians to fight the Phyrexians who took my daddy.
1: Uh, bad news for her, though. Isn't he a monster? He's been complicated.
2: He has been complicated, but she doesn't necessarily know what that means. And, you know, is she gonna just believe this person who says, I want your army? If, if this person comes in and says, oh, he's beyond hope, like, she's gonna yeah, do what yeah, she can right. to try and protect her house and protect the patriarch and try everything she can to save her father. Uh like like Jamie was saying. Can't really blame her, I guess. Um
1: No, 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 not at all.
2: So J- Jaya too doesn't like the delay, think it's thinks it's you know putting the whole plane at risk, but she came here to get the Benelish uh at her side, the Capeshin uh specifically, and so agrees that um she'll smoke Aaron out of the cave that a Johnny had tracked him to. So a Johnny attracted him to a cave to the south, and she's like, Hey, fire seems to work really well on them. Fire is great in caves because not not much place to avoid it.
1: Yeah, got nowhere <laughs> to go
2: yeah exactly so she goes with them she says hey well we will we will lay fleet we will lay siege to to this cave essentially they track them to this cave of the south they see these like two kind of phyrexians kind of hanging out outside just like standing guard essentially um did the phyrexians
1: all- like complicate like the doltish comedy guards from monty yeah, python sure. who <laughs> remain <laughs> uh, like as kind of like oh you can't do that like, yeah. sort
2: of like- <laughs> <laughs> he's saying you go with him I'll oh, oh God the prince, and uh, he'll stay here with me. <laughs>
1: <It's> just like, <laughs> shoots an arrow out a window and they're just like, uh, like chittering uh, horrors just like, well, oh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So the, the assault
2: starts strong. Jaya fills the cave of smoke and fire, takes out some monsters, you know, the human knights, the the compassion charge, there's, you know, these volleys of Llanowar, um arrows coming in but it's, it's really not long before the human knights are being outclassed by their eldritch opponents. Um, here's another quote for you guys. A vortex of flame shielding her, Jaya stalked down the hillside. As she blasted Phyrexians, she glimpsed brief horrors beyond her, behind her gouts of fire. A complicated woman, iron coils escaping from her heart, stripping a Benelish knight of his armor like a child removing the limbs from an insect. A complicated child, plunging her wires beneath another knight's armor, bursting him apart from the inside. Danatha fought back-to-back with her second-in-command, her face grim. The Benelish were being overwhelmed. Ajani led his Land scouts into the fray, cleaving the Phyrexian monstrosities with his double-headed axe. The Phyrexian advance halted, stymied. Jaya thought, for one hopeful moment, that the alienin had turned the battle in their favor, until a new Phyrexian emerged from the cave, more monstrosities at his heels. He was human form, broad and muscular, with pale armor merging into his torso. Metal spikes curved through his pale blonde hair like horns, and his orange irised eyes wept black oil across his ice-white cheeks. He held up his double set of arms, which merged at the biceps, in ironic welcome. And here I was, hoping for some of my my old crew might be in the rescue party. Shame. I was so looking forward to catching up. Jaya, despite the fire in her hands, chilled down to her gut. Airtie, She'd heard of him, sure, one of the original crew of the Weatherlight. He'd been dead for centuries and still had death's pallor, though some force reanimated his twitching features. His eyes possessed a terrible intelligence. It's such a pleasure to be back, he said, and I have learned so, so much in my time away. Would you like to see an Aaron Capassion step from the cave's mouth? So this figure, airtie was an old Dominarian mage who had been with the weather, like on the Weatherlight, a crew of the Weatherlight during the first Phyrexian invasion. I believe the Weatherlight was actually created in response to the first Phyrexian invasion. So, it's, okay. or they or they got access to it during the first Phyrexian. And it's like what turned the tide, their ability to kind of like fly over the plane and like take out kind of like node clusters. Um mm-hmm. Airtai had been a mage on the on the Weatherlight, um, but eventually had been corrupted by the Phyrexians in the first Phyrexian invasion centuries ago. Compliation wasn't the same back then. They didn't like necessarily like turn people into Phyrexian monsters. It was more just like, hey, you want to come fight for the evil the evil gore robots? And people were like, Yeah, sure. I'll I'll, I'll still be me but fighting for them.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny to think in like an actual world. Of magic where it's called magic that air superiority is still, still so good strong. Still big, <laughs> yeah. dude.
2: Still, yeah. i just watched house moving castle last night it's still it holds there too you know i
0: guess that's a type uh in the actual card game too it's flying right and you need yeah, absolutely some, I mean, yeah
2: the, the weather light is a is a car and uh, is a car it's a card not a card, card. uh okay. it's a car in the sky <laughs> that's that's a boat i
1: equip uh, car i win yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, there's also there's also vehicles in um in Magic the Gathering. You can you can get cards which are vehicles. Some of them will have like crew costs. So, uh, oh, cool. if you have a crew cost of four, you have to tap creatures with combined power up to four, and then yeah. you can that. Um, that artifact will turn into a, like the vehicle will turn into a creature for that turn. You can use it as a creature, then it turns right. back into a just an artifact, which is like harder to target. You have a lot of spells, which will say like destroy target creature, but not necessarily as many, which will say destroy target artifacts.
0: Right, yeah, and if you want to fuel the vehicle, you have to have at least one land card out, and have at least one dinosaur card die. A few yeah, turns exactly. Before. <laughs> exactly. Ten,
1: <laughs>
2: ten million turns before you played the forest. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. Okay, got it. Got it.
2: <laughs> James got I, pencil in his hand. I feel no, like no, he's, he's got those.
1: chopsticks. What the fuck is going oh, on? Other chopsticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Jamie taking loser titles by hand. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to comment on the fact that, like, I love how, like great i i again reproducing it has been one of my great pleasures the magic the gathering art has made me a better artist i love how wildly violent the book is or the like it any does. of this fiction is Probably. around the card game that has just like a still image of just like the idea of like a regular looking lady and her chest is flayed open and metal tentacles are pulling a soldier apart like a bug and then yeah. the other one that is like exploding a man from the inside is fucking yeah. insane a that's
3: lot of like, body like horror like into the mortal combat sure.
0: fatalities right <laughs> like, yeah. yeah then you go to like uh friday night magic and it's like a guy with his butt crack showing never thrown a punch in his life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, all sorts play magic i'm just uh, but that's the stereotype I got, i'm, I'm hey, like fiddling with my keyforge decks here <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> um yeah, i mean i i think primarily it's like like censorship laws where like these are like the cards are marketed to kids, right? In a lot of ways, and like having like gore, they would probably get reviewed by some government body that would be like, you can't put that on there. Australia, but I feel like definitely, I, I feel like when it's written, it's like not like there's no is there a rating system for books? I don't think so. There's just the what shelf does it go on at the bookstore, right? Yeah.
3: So like uh, they, you
2: could probably get away with telling the story a lot more in writing than you yeah. could in in uh, art.
1: Cause the kid's images. not going to imagine the most, the the, the kid's going to imagine like the most violent thing he's ever seen. Of, like, I guess. It, pl- yeah. Plucking a bug apart opposed to like a human body being ripped apart by metal tentacles. Right.
2: The magic website. This is not like an actual novel. They, these used to be novels, but now they're just released online. Um, yeah. uh, but like, I assume the website has like a, are you 13 to enter? You have to be 13 to enter this website or whatever, right? For them to like kind of protect themselves. Yeah, every like
1: 13 year old I know was born in 1901 on January 1st. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the gorier your book is, the bigger words you have to use. So uh, the kids can't understand it, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they are able to understand it, then they've spent enough time reading that they're able <laughs> to process that info in a way that we don't have to worry about kids processing it. Yeah. God willing.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh
2: so Airtai, um, playing with Aaron uh, as though he were a child plaything. Um he, he kind of steps out of the cave, greets them, and then says, uh, look at look what I've been working on, essentially. And Aaron, Aaron compassion uh steps out of the cave. Aaron's face uh opens up to reveal that Airtie had given him a steel skull, crystal eye, and a glass viewing window to his brain, which I just thought was very fun a fun little oh. touch this guy so is having RDB fun but... in there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
2: he's got the ram sticks just like dug into his brain <laughs> yeah liquid <laughs>
0: cooling you can see the liquid moving and it's everything. just blood, yeah,
2: right yeah. um yeah. uh so unlike other like complicated phyrexians that you kind of said this before too like i i didn't want to jump the shark but like or or bury the lead i should say but like other phyrexians have been like phyrexian horrors aaron's aaron's work doesn't seem to be, like, the same level as the rest. There's clockwork in- intricacy, you know, all these, like, different pieces. Like, there was no, like, glass viewing panels and, like, other ones. This was clearly, like, Airtai considers considers, considers himself, excuse me, an auteur. Um, I and, saw
0: clockwork intricacy where they put glass eyelids on that guy and made him watch yeah. all the things.
2: Glass <laughs> like, well, eyelids? Are those just contact lenses? I don't know. Oh, no, I guess not eyelids, right? Yeah, you um, can't <laughs> close your
0: eyes. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, like, if you cut the eyelid off, Surgically, and then just put a... Uh,
1: and then gave somebody contact. contact. But they would just that's be like, like a like a snake now. They dry out lit. the a cap yeah.
0: over to keep it moist, right? <laughs> the problem is they dry out. I, I was with someone who had a LASIK eye surgery or whatever today, and the sun was out, and they didn't have sunglasses, they are squinting the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> thinking in my head, lasers didn't fix that, idiot. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like you I currently wearing glasses <laughs> <laughs>
2: like of course lasers didn't fix yeah, like, that you still also need like, sunglasses
0: yeah. yeah it'd be cool if you could get like tinted uh, like I'd contact like... lenses that just like uh, adjusted to the sun or whatever give me, give me oh the, do you uh, want the uh, traditional uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well figure it out yeah. science heads yeah, yeah Jamie, sure. Jamie just
1: wants to go outside and have his eyes turn black if he stares at the sun like <laughs> that's what really? you're looking
2: for <laughs> sounds yeah. pretty cool honestly
0: yeah, it does sound kind of neat. You know, I, <laughs> in my eyes already, I will already go blind if I stare at the sun long enough, but I want science to make it happen like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> good snap. That picked up on my end. No, good. Mm-hmm. good.
2: Oh, who knows if the, the bot picked it up though. So, yeah. okay. So Aaron has this like clockwork intricacy, um, but he also shows an awareness. Unlike a lot of other Phyrexians, he seems to be like trying to voice things to uh, his daughter he seems to be like sort of like fighting his movements uh, as he kind of uh, steps out of the cage. He's still right, himself. All this clockwork shit is
1: like, I yeah. should be able to k- k- stare <laughs> at the sun
2: safely. <laughs> yeah, <me."> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps just trying to turn his head up to stare at the sun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's still himself beneath all that plastic surgery and LASIK, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I have a quote to, to finish us off here My father is not your plaything. Danitha's voice sounded flat with shock, but her eyes burned with rage. Her hands on her broadsword, she stalked toward Airtai and Eren. Her father watched her with pained hope, for what Jaya did not know. No Phyrexians moved to intercept her. Ertai watched with fascination. Aron, do your do du- do your duty. Aaron lurched forward, he raised his hands jerkily and drew his sword. He lunged at Danitha. She parried, looking startled. His movements seemed bizarre, twitchy, and unwieldy, like he was resisting himself, or resisting Airtai's command. He swiped down again, and this time Danitha caught his blow on her broadsword. She forced him back, throwing him off. His intact eye wept, glistening oil as he marched toward her again. Danitha, said "Aaron, his voice strange and distorted. Do your duty. His words were a distorted echo of air ties. Devastation crossed Danitha's face so quickly that Jaya, at this distance, almost missed it. But then Danitha's lips firmed. Her gaze turned both steely and pitying. Yes, father. This time, when he brought his blade down on her, Danitha sidestepped. She raised her broadsword and swept it down in a graceful arc, separating his head from his shoulders. Airtai watched all this with dispassion. No respect for art, but I suppose I can always sew that back on. He waved one three-fingered hand. The mountains shook. Stone broke and rumble tumbled down. Sharp shale spun past Jaya, cutting her cheek. She gasped and clutched at her injury. A Phyrexian monstrosity broke free from the mountain in front of them, shattering it into rumble. The roar of rocks sliding from his body brought tears to Jaya's eyes. The monstrosity reared into the sky so large that it blotted out the sun. Its plated body rose, brimming with complex mechanisms and weaponry, perched upon immense, deceptively thin legs. Its head was a battering ram, and its tail ended in a stinger, dripping with oily venom. This was the first Phyrexian dreadnought that Dominaria would see this invasion.
1: The first?
0: Okay. Damn. What's a dreadnought look like? It's like real big, I guess, with a name like that.
2: Yeah, it's as big as a mountain. It I mean, really it erupted from a mountain,
0: so... Yeah. Through yeah. A mountain.
2: There is a card, it's a very old card, so the art is not going to be as nice as some of the art that you guys see, and it, it doesn't really have a good uh, sense of scale, but I, I can give you the picture here.
1: Red Knot awesome. is O-U-G-H or A-U-G-H? Oh, oh, no, it does have a good sense of scale.
2: I I didn't notice. Oh, I just sent that. I just sent a, a different picture of the weather light to my wife by accident. <laughs> uh, babe, here, so babe, you...
1: look. Look, baby, baby. It's a a, a flying ship. Whoa!
0: You
2: kind of see the little person there perched down at the, and this is like an old one, so this is probably from the first invasion. Who knows if this one's bigger or not? That's
0: cool as Mm -hmm. hell, dude. That's not what my little kid brain would have pictured if I read the book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's no wrong answers. No wrong answers when you're reading. Having fun is hard when you have a lot of like
1: (laughs) It's like (laughs) Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde Dr. Hyde, Hyde,
0: Jekyll. (laughs) It's almost like snake-like with like giant, like tendony cables that like twist together to make its body and its nose has like these th- these crazy horns on it and it has like all these like p- what kind of like prey mantisy arms kind of like lining yeah. his back and yeah uh, it's very cool very cool and
1: also for some reason has like a tiny little antenna on it that has what looks like a like a grill or like a heater on it which I maybe is it's like its sensory organ yeah who knows it's like oh, an yeah. antenna. It's like, a, it's like an anglerfish lure. It's
2: a butthole, Pete. You're not supposed to look at that. Um, <laughs> it's anyone got- anyone who, who wants to see it, you can just look up Phyrexian Dreadnought. It's the art uh, by Pete Venters.
1: Yeah. And we will also submit be, it to you if you subscribe to our Patreon on your channel uh, channel. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you like the show, the best way to help us is to leave a review on your podcast app of choice and to tell your friends word of mouth is the only way that we grow the show. We've continued to grow all thanks to you guys so far. So mm-hmm. uh thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We do zero
1: uh, off air advertising and it's it's all thing the the whatever one point four million downloads that we have is all one I mean, point I've been two I've been five
2: I've been putting well, USB sticks cold. in bottles and releasing them in the ocean
1: in the Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: garbage <laughs> Island is just full of USBs with one of our episodes on it. Right. Yeah. I've been spreading misinformation. I've been saying, Hey, uh, subscribe to, uh, just a different podcast. I, I would list usually. Naturally.
1: Anyway, since we just lost Ethan because his country-ass internet died out, uh, I have been your host, Peter O'Donoghue. You can find me at Loreboy's Podcast on Instagram uh, or uh, follow the link in the Discord below uh, to uh, suggest episodes, talk to us, whatever you want if you're interested
0: uh, in joining the community the best place to do that is in the discord so you go to discord.gg slash l-o-r-e-b-o-y-s that's Loreboys. boys you found the podcast so i think you can find that and the link will also be in the description um there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the discord i talk about uh my wow hardcore characters dying i recently got rid of my sub uh we post pet pics there's pictures of me in the chair i'm sitting in right now uh with my dog in the pet pics there's uh my dog curled up under a cat tree uh, a bunch of other good stuff it's a it's a fun place to be so join the It's discord, a good community I overall i think yeah. yeah yep and ethan's back i think
2: i'm back after my discord crash oh nice
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Discord was
2: like, Don't send Magic the Gathering art to your wife, she'll leave you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Her phone God was on bless Thailand you, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Mr.
2: President, no. Uh, <laughs>
1: Magic card hits Biden in the chest, like the serious <laughs> service guy takes it down. It's like a Brexian yeah. card. <laughs> uh, I'm just
2: I'm just there with like two keys and a send DM button.
0: Uh, <laughs> all for your <laughs> wife's phone to be on silent when she receives it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um
2: yeah thanks so much for listening everybody if you guys uh want to support the show we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the boys pete alluded to it earlier but you'll get the episode art from this episode uh there's you know a picture of the scrying glass there's a picture of the weather light if you guys want to look it up yourself so you can or if you want to you know read along with the uh with the host then uh, it'll be in the episode pics chat for you there um, yeah, fun stuff like Loser Titles, things like that. Like, check out the Patreon. If it looks cool.
1: Yeah, and like at this point, like, like 45 hours of bonus audio as well. We have an additional More short than just that. like talking shit podcast.
0: Right? God. Like 86 episodes that range between... Like
2: 500,000 hours on <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs>
0: that could be it. Yeah. It That's started off as 15 minutes, quickly became 30 and often couldn't hit as much as 45 to an hour. Hey, so we got like... I'm a,
2: hum- I'm a humble guy. I'm gonna say yeah. definitely n- not a million. Fewer than a million hours, but there's yeah. a good amount of hours. Barely
0: on though. There. Barely. Yeah. If you're waiting if for a million like barely to me. We'll let you know. But yeah, we'll we'll you know. Know. If you're waiting for a million, I get it. If you wanted to get the max value out of your three dollars, then
3: yeah, I get that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you want to play audio for the rest of your life
1: and die listening to some stupid shit we talked about yeah, in yeah. 2019 yeah. And if,
2: honestly if that sounds like your thing but you don't trust Patreon we do have Lord Boys Prime where we Lord are Boys. looking for somebody to uh, watch a million gallons of paint dry uh, <laughs> we're, putting it on, we're putting it on one brush stroke at a time and we need some people to volunteer for an experiment uh-huh. where we're gonna we're gonna put, put a layer of paint you gotta watch it dry and then uh, we'll do that a million uh-huh. times
0: wow i was gonna say with a big enough wall that's just the same amount of watching paint dry but okay on top on top it's gonna like <laughs> dick off, it's gonna be a bump on the wall by the end of it you know well i was yeah. thinking about it practically that sounds like a that. twitch stream that would go
1: viral like something so oh, yeah. mundane but also interesting because if it was just like a super close-up shot uh, i was thinking of it would be thick at, by the end of it but a super close-up shot of a single brush stroke And, like, every once in a while, you'd see a human hand
0: come in to check how dry it was, and then you'd put another one on. Yeah. I think you'd probably leave that on and—yeah. Can you guys alternate it uh, between white and then one color? White and then color two. White and then you're color with the hand or the paint. Like, do we the need paint. to hire a new guy? <laughs> no, no, the paint. Because once it's done, it'll be a lump on the wall. Then we can lick it and it'll look like a jawbreaker. We'll see how long, many oh, licks it takes to get yeah. to the center. Oh.
2: Yeah. We will be uh, next week looking for people to sign up to lick the paint for us. Uh, and <laughs> for the rest of your our, life. <laughs> and if you're worried about us wasting your money that you're giving to us on initiatives like this, don't worry. We're saving costs with lead paint. So. It's, <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Uh, the the uh, thin <laughs> estimate for a layer of paint is 0.1 millimeters uh, and times a million and then converted to meters is about 100 meters thick. Oh, we're, that's we're more than
1: that bad.
2: 100 that's meters crazy. of
1: paint? That's a, that's a lot of 300 feet. I mean... That's, that's a lot of paint, that's dude. That's so much paint. It I would if take <laughs> so long to paint out 300, 300 feet of paint. It would be easy to build around after that amount of time.
0: You know what, guys, let's just make a, a million hours of a podcast. I think that sounds good. You'd be
1: prepared enough. for it. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start a, a, a all always live Twitch stream of just a single layer of paint drying. Because it seems like a thing that would go viral with weirdos. Right?
2: Yeah, you just need like yeah, you need like you gotta automate it, like some sort of Rube Goldberg machine that's like dipping the thing in the paint tray and then like just spinning around and like painting the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like just, yeah. and then you would it. only
1: see like human hands come in to change the bucket
2: change the bucket, and and move it out, because it's got to move 100 meters back.
1: Yeah. Eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. My, my, co- my cottage Eventually that I used to have, have to in PE, I was
1: like, close to the water, and it was like, won't erosion collapse the cottage into the water? My dad was like, yeah, in 400,000 years. They have races
0: like, at that distance, Peter. That's like long enough to have a race about. It's a far distance. How fast I do-, do people
2: I do, I do also love Pete saying, like, yeah, well, my dad told me this thing one time, and he's right about how long erosion takes.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, it, it wasn't close to the beach, is, is the point. Like, sure, it, sure. It, it would have taken that long to erode with, that much of Pete, sea levels, Prince Edward Peter, Island.
2: With climate change, have you even considered this? Oh, Prince Edward Island's going to be underwater.
1: It was, a like, se- 100 it was like a
0: hundred foot cliff at the edge of the lawn. Oh. It's mm-hmm. You know, the Atlantic's I, I not going up that much. We're gonna have to cut off Peter's patriarch's yes. uh, head. I think, uh, just like in the episode. Yeah. Well, exactly, you, got, you yeah. both know what he looks like, so he's clearly been kill. infected. Yeah. yeah he,
2: doesn't, he doesn't know which one of us is which, so we can see that. <laughs> <up on. laughs>
1: I think he's going to be just like a two Ethan and Jamie's is sitting over the rock, about to hit him in the head. He's like, uh, "Yeah, for the Republic." <laughs>
2: Uh, I think that would cost you a lore, boys. Lore, boys.
0: Kelly, dad. dad.
2: Hey, chicks. <laughs> <James. laughs>